everybody. Welcome back. Rachel McIntosh here with Liz Lund. Hey, you guys. <laughs> this is Unstable and Unbridled. We have some fun topics to discuss today, and they might be a little controversial for some people. It's just what we do. Stir up the controversy. So, politics. <laughs> no, no, not that kind. <laughs> ah. Although I do love a fiery political debate. <laughs> Yeah, but I still would like to have some friends at the end of this, so let's skip that topic. The lack of showering discussion in our first episode caused me enough grief. For the record, I showered yesterday. Ha, well, I plan to shower today, so that's a win. Excellent. Um, So how are you? How's life? I feel like we haven't seen each other in literally six weeks, and I don't even know you anymore. All we have now is our (laughs) ongoing texts and an occasional FaceTime sesh. Oh, yes. I miss you immensely. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, I'm doing okay through this. The borders seem happy. The horses are all fresh. The weather is, well, Minnesota weather. I think it's raining right now and cold. Um, And I'm going to try to get some clinics planned starting in June. So that's exciting. How are you doing with everything? When are you ever coming back to the barn again? Um, I'm planning to come back when the stay-at-home order is lifted in Minnesota, which should be May 18th. Um, I feel like stay-at-home orders are complicated because it's not like the virus just disappears May 18th, but it's such a coordinated effort between the government and the hospitals, so there's, like, enough capacity to take care of anybody who's sick. Um, also, my horse will have had eight weeks off at that point, so he might be a little bit fresh. And if, God forbid, I end up needing medical care, I want to make sure the hospitals can take me. <laughs> um, but just want to shout out to all of the emergency workers of various sorts, um, delivery drivers, restaurant staffs, Target, mail carriers, etc. And, of course, my fellow healthcare workers who've been kicking booty since all of this started. Feels like things change every single day with this coronavirus. Absolutely. All these people keep the world running and they are very much appreciated. Um, so that's a good place to start. Uh, today we're going to talk about some body treatments that we do with our horses. Um, so we've got a bunch, but today we'll mostly touch on chiropractic care, massage, PEMF, etc. Yeah, so I think this stuff is becoming less controversial as we go on because people do notice that it is very helpful. I remember even 10 years ago, I only knew maybe one or two horse chiropractors in our area, but now there seems to be a bunch just within the Twin Cities. For sure. So where should we start? Uh, How about we start with the TheraPlate, one of my generous sponsors. Yes, please tell me about the TheraPlate. I have been looking at it, which it's like this plate in this wooden box thing in the barn for two years, and I still don't know how to use it. (laughs) Well, I have to thank Simon McCarthy, actually, for building that lovely wooden box that it's in, and it makes using the TheraPlate super easy because it's basically just a built-in cross-tie area with ramps and everything. So thanks, Simon. Um And I will definitely start by saying I think the horses absolutely love the TheraPlate. They always seem so relaxed well and after standing on it. So I know it's like a plate that vibrates, but how does it actually work? Well, the main idea is to increase blood circulation. And with increased blood circulation, you get many benefits like increasing bone density and strength, reducing swelling and inflammation, reducing injuries, reducing healing time, and so much more. They have a great list of benefits on their website. You can visit the link on our new Instagram and Facebook pages, which will be released shortly. Yay. 
Um, along those lines, uh, back on track products too are really popular and they've got like a similar mechanism of action. Um, all of their products are infused with ceramic, which is also supposed to help increase circulation. Yeah, I personally don't use those products regularly myself, but I know a lot of people that swear by them. Yeah, I can't say I've ever noticed a huge difference. Um, I've had saddle pads, the blanket. Um, I do really like the leg quick wraps. I use those actually instead of standing wraps, like it shows and stuff. Um, and Magic's legs are always really clean and cool and tight when I use those. Um, and my mom swears by the mattress pad. It's a foam topper for your bed and they literally will pack it up and bring it with them when they go on vacation or travel because otherwise both her and my dad wake up so sore. Hey, wow, that's pretty amazing. I believe strongly in the theory that if you feel a product is working, that's all that really matters. Yeah, and even if it's a placebo effect, sometimes that's all the benefit you need. I have a friend who swears that it makes melanomas grow on gray horses because of the increased blood flow to the areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that theory from her too. I don't know. I think that's putting an awful lot of credence into what a piece of fabric can do, but you never know. Well, it would be an interesting study. It'd be hard to get people to agree to giving their horses worse cancer, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, if anyone other than our one friend, and you know who you are, um, has ever heard of this, <laughs> then please let us know. Yes, keep us posted on that, people. Uh, so along with the TheraPlate, what other therapies do you use for your horses? Well, one piece of the puzzle I do find very helpful is chiropractic. For sure. Uh, how often do you use one? For most of the horses, a few times a year. If they have something else going on or seem like they are in pain, then more often based on the recommendations. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm still not sure I understand like the physical mechanics of how a human can adjust an animal so much bigger than them, but uh, Magic definitely loves being worked on. He's always so relaxed afterwards and his lip is droopy. Yeah, I don't think it's intended to fix any major problems, but I definitely do notice a difference in little things like suppleness and engagement after chiro work. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, and I think most equine chiropractors do a really good job of integrating their work with veterinary medicine, too. They're, it's not like they're telling you to abandon traditional veterinary medicine in favor of chiropractic care, which I do feel like some people chiropractors tend to do. Oh, definitely. In Minnesota, I use Dr. Kyla Oz with Animal Connections. And while I'm in Florida, I use Dr. Dan Hawkins. I also use Dr. Oz. She's great. Um, in the same town I went to PA school, which is Davenport, Iowa, the actually first chiropractic school um, in the U.S., Palmer was there, and we definitely got into some interesting debates with the Palmer students um, at the bars, which can always get a little bit heated. Yeah, remember that one time that we almost got in a bar fight because we were talking in fake Australian and British accents, and it really made this group of people very angry at us. <laughs> I think that they are most upset about was that we were kicking their ass in beer pong. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's why they were more upset. <laughs> um, I've also used a horse masseuse a few times. Magic seems to really like that, too. I mean, it makes sense they would like it. They work their muscles hard for us, and most people, except for me, as we learned last time, like it, too. What about PEMF? Have you done that, and can you kind of briefly explain what it is? 
Yeah, all of my horses love it. It's basically these tubes that have small vibrating magnetic fields in them that are supposed to help cells heal on the cellular level by stimulating metabolism or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How can you tell they like it? They will always stretch into it, fall asleep. Some of them groan, and it is the cutest thing to watch. They just really seem to enjoy it. I'll have to post up some videos on Instagram and Facebook. For sure. I know Magic got that done in Florida, and you sent me the cutest videos of him. Um, Do you feel like it helps? Well, I'm not really sure. I don't notice a huge difference in it afterwards, but they seem to enjoy it, and sometimes that's just good enough for me. For sure. It's nice to be nice. (laughs) Who knew there was such an industry for all of these body care things in the horse world? I mean, it definitely makes sense. It's a market saturated with money and people who treat their animals like children, at least in our sport. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not sure if ranch horses get a whole lot of this kind of stuff, but you never know. Yeah. What about icing and poulticing? I feel like everyone has different opinions about this after cross country, especially. Well, my horse straight up will not tolerate icing, so that's not really an option for me, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean he doesn't tolerate it? Why doesn't he just stand there? Well, actually, he had a trauma. Um, When he was like five, probably, I was icing him in a muck bucket that you fill with water and ice and standing in the wash stall and he was fine. He fell asleep, but then he woke up unexpectedly and started like thrashing around and he spilled the ice water everywhere. The muck bucket went flying. He scared himself. Classic shifty move. (laughs) Oh my, that is a shifty move. (laughs) I usually ice my horses when they're running prelim or higher, but none of my horses particularly are prone to swelling or inflammation at the lower levels, so I just don't do it. I also believe moving is better than wrapping, so when my horses are showing, especially in Florida, they get turned out at night. At horse shows we have to travel to, a lot of hand walking, and the ones that do tend to swell or stock up will get wrapped overnight as well. What about poulticing? Do you do that? Uh, I am not 100% sure that I support the logic behind poulticing. Not because I have like better science or intel. It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, please elaborate. So the point of a cold poultice is to cool the limb, right? But then you essentially just trap heat in by wrapping it. So how does that help? Well, I think the idea is that it stays cool for longer when it's wrapped. And I feel like... The clay drying out has something to do with that whole process, too, but I'm not a scientist, so. (laughs) I'm just not sure about it. Like, on myself, if I wanted to use a cooling serum of some sort, like Bengay or Icy Hot or whatever, I don't wrap the area. Like, I feel like part of what makes it get cool is the exposure to the air. Well, if any vets want to weigh in on this science, we would love to hear. It just sounds like Rachel's making things up at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's possible, but ultimately, to answer your question, no, I don't poultice. Well, I mean, neither do I, so I don't know why I'm arguing. (laughs) Um, So, do you have any saddle sores you want to address today? Hmm. Well, this is totally unrelated to what we have been talking about, but do you know what I hate? What's that? Those really flexible rubber reins. They are the most slippery reins in the entire world, and I used to have them on all of my bridles, and I just had to get rid of all of them. They were awful. Okay, actually, I am with you on this. You definitely told me they were slippery, and I just didn't believe you, but once I started paying attention to the slipperiness, you were 100% right. I got rid of mine, too, and got some stiffer rubber runs. Especially if you have a horse that pulls a little or a young one that roots on the reins, boom, they're gone. 
<laughs> How about you? Do you have any saddle sores? Um, I reactivated Facebook when our podcast came out and I'm already regretting it. Um, it's just so easy to get embroiled in nonsense on there for me because there's just so much misinformation going around and it's really hard for me to ignore. I understand what you're saying, but I can't quite relate. If I see dumb stuff, I usually just skip it until I find a photo of a horse or a dog because that's all I like to see anyway. <laughs> I'm getting a lot better about ignoring things, and I've been pretty free with the delete button, but uh, coronavirus has reactivated me in a new way. I totally understand. On a different note, I have a new product that I am excited to review in the near future. This is going to be a big topic, so we're going to make an entire episode devoted to supplements. I'm just starting my dogs, Denver and Chopper, and Lady Hannaby on a new injectable joint supplement called Summit. That way, I can do my loading doses and get into it and report back with my findings. I'm a huge skeptic when it comes to supplements, but this one makes sense to me. I've also heard great things from a lot of trusted sources. Yeah, I'll be really interested to hear about that. So is it like an add-on to Adequan or is it supposed to be a replacement? It is not a replacement to Adequan. It would more so replace your daily oral supplements. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. Well, on that note, I think it's time for us to sign off. Glad to get all these controversies off our chest and we'll be back soon. Next time, we will be elaborating on these topics a little bit more, and we will have equine chiropractor Dr. Kyla Oz as a special guest, so make sure to tune in. Bye! Bye!